Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We're back with another marvelous episode. <laughs> Dare I say myself. <laughs> I hate myself. Um, well, it's already really good two seconds in. So. <laughs> we really hooked our audience, you know? <laughs> Puts a lot of pressure on us for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Uh, we are talking about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, if you didn't catch on to that. Season three dropped this last week, and boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to say, I would say. Also, Golden Globe Gnomes happened today, so I'm sure we will discuss that a little bit, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a t- fun top three to discuss as well, so... Let's get into it, I guess. Let's start with TV news. Yes. I don't have that much TV news other than uh, a new Lena Dunham show was greenlit for HBO Max. I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. Did they say like any kind of summary or just that she's signed on? High school dramedy. So sounds great. I feel like she's going to knock that out of the park. Mm -hmm. Especially because she's just so good at writing, like, immature characters as adults. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, that sounds like... I am already on board for that. Um, And the other thing was, I couldn't remember, we knew about season two of Shrill, but did we have an actual release date? I don't remember either. Um, Well, it's January 24th. Yay, that's soon. I know. Excited. Weirdly enough, that is very soon. Um, Did you say the 24th? Mm -hmm. That's the same day that I saw... They're doing another season of Sabrina, Teenage Witch. Oh, yes. Or whatever, the Chilling Chilling Adventures. Yeah. Which didn't watch the last one. No. Probably never going to watch it again. Sorry. But interesting that it's the same day. It makes me feel too old. Yeah. I think I'm just too old for it. I think so, too. And it doesn't have, like, the fun parts of a CW show that I would like. Yeah. So, yeah. We're done. Sorry, Kiernan. (laughs) We still love you. We do love you. And we want you to succeed, but we're just not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> did you have anything else? Um, I did see that um, now that we opened the doors for Quibi News, <laughs> they did announce that Reno 911, the old uh, Comedy Central mockumentary about cops, is going to have a seventh season in, like as a revival on Quibi. Interesting. Which, that was usually a show that I would watch some of it if it was, like, on, mm-hmm. uh, like, late at night in high school, but I don't know. It was it was funny. I just wouldn't wasn't, like, a devout follower yeah. of it or anything, but it's just more interesting Quibi news. Quibi. Adding to the mystery. Yeah. But, yeah, that was all that I had. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, because now we have a lot of things to say about Golden Globes. I think we've already talked about our confusion and dislike of the Golden Globes. Well, and it's funny because I guess I kind of, I just, it's such a love-hate relationships with, relationship with all awards shows. Yeah, it's true. Because like, that applies to the have, Emmys, too. Yes. It's just, I think it's just really, really, really hard because everything is pretty subjective. Yeah, very but, so I'm never going to be completely happy. Yeah, and while there are nominations that I am happy to see, mm-hmm. there are some, like, 
very obvious snubs. Yes. Um, the biggest one that everyone is pretty up in arms about today is that there's not a single female film director nominated for best director. Correct. Even though, I mean, here's just a few off the top of my head. Please add to this list if you have them. Um, like very buzzy movies that are being highly praised that there were no, these directors were not added to the list of nominees. Greta Gerwig, obviously, for Little Women. Alma Harrell for Honey Boy, which I have not seen yet. Well, obviously, I haven't seen Little Women yet either. It's not released here yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen Honey Boy yet, but people are, it's pretty unanimous praise. Um, Marielle Heller, who directed Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which I also haven't seen. And she also directed Can You Ever Forgive Me? which she also was not nominated for. Oh. And also Olivia Wilde for Booksmart, mm-hmm. who I thought Booksmart was great, and I think it was very, like, it was not, like, you know when a movie just feels messy? Mm-hmm. It did not feel like that. And it just would have been really, really cool to see her nominated as well. Also, The Farewell. Yes. Was also left out of that as well. So it's been a, just a really great year with a lot of different kinds of movies directed by women mm-hmm. and... None of them were nominated, and it's also funny that, well, funny is, a, like, one word for it, but that Todd Phillips was nominated for Joker, and I think that's one of the ones that people are the most annoyed about. Yeah. Um, something interesting that I read today was that only five women have ever been nominated for Golden Globes director. Five! It's just ridiculous. But only five women have also been nominated for Oscars director. So, again, all award shows. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. As far as TV show snubs, When They See Us is a big one. Yeah, just very notably absent. It's just, it's weird how far away from the Emmys this awards show is. Yeah, because it, it's coming after the Emmys, so it should have, like, similar nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are very different, and it's very weird. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand. A lot of people are also mad about Lupita not getting nominated for us. And I agree, agree with that big time. That was one of the most, like, shocking performances of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong did not get nominated for Succession. Um, Zendaya did not get nominated for Euphoria. Didn't Euphoria not get any nominations? I don't think so. Which is actually shocking to me. Yeah. I did see that the Kaminsky Method got nominated for a TV show. Freaking what a Kaminsky release. Method. Yeah, it's just weird. And it, it, I just feel like it is this weirder than ever, the combo of TV and movie awards. Yeah. It just feels like you can't be thorough. And then the choices that they made with their limited, like a more, if you're having kind of a more shallow category, like they've made really odd choices mm-hmm. for each of the nominees and it's just weird. And I just can't I, well, I don't know. I just get so mixed up on the awards circuit because like it's it surprises me that there's new movies like newer movies like Jojo Rabbit and Knives Out nominated in the same categories like Rocket Man. Yes. It just feels so it just feels old. Mhm. Yeah, it's just a very odd list that it's hard for me to get excited about watching the Golden Globes. Agreed. That's kind of the the gist for me. Yeah, I don't really have that much more to add. Just a weird, weird thing. We should have our own Golden Globes. I guess we kind of do by hosting this podcast in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more. 
Okay, for our top threes, we're doing another... Um, Creative writing exercise. Exactly. Um, so in season three of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the way it ends with season two is that she gets offered a position to be an opener for a big time singer. His name's Shy Baldwin. So a lot of season three is kind of based around being on tour with Shy Baldwin. So we thought it would be fun to choose someone for to be our opener if we were on tour. I don't know what we'd be doing, but we'd be doing something that people would pay money to come see us. <laughs> In various cities. Yes. <laughs> um, and so we want to choose our opener. What if, wait, time out. What if the tour was like, you know, like live podcast shows? <laughs> that is like my nightmare. I would never want to do that. Literally never. <laughs> That's not what I was picturing with this at all. Just FYI. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Until I was just saying this out loud. I yeah, well, that's that what it's funny because it was like, I was like, oh, duh, I guess people do do that. Yeah. Like, people <laughs> would just assume that that's what we'd be doing. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so our opener, our manager, and our PR boyfriend. Basically, the boyfriend that we're linked with to be dating, Um, even if we aren't really necessarily dating in real life, it just looks good on in the photos and in the tabloids yes for our image good press and like we're both in my mind we're like both in on it me yes. and the guy yes okay cool 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 okay so who would you have be your opener on your tour for my opener and it was hard to decide um because in in the show it's funny because she does stand up as the opening act mm-hmm. for a singer yes and you don't um, really see that happen very often no I think I have heard of it like one time, like in modern, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. I I can't remember who it was. We did go to like a drag show once upon a time, and they had like this band that opened up that was kind of an interesting duo. Yes, um, but I feel like that's like, like... a satanic cult, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of like a genre mishmash idea. Mm-hmm. Um, in this scenario, I pictured myself as the as a musical act. Like, in the show that it is. The main act is, like, a musician. Mm-hmm. And I'm the musician. But I still actually... It was easier for me to think of, um, like, fictional musicians, too. Mm-hmm. And so I picked Titus Andromedon. Ooh! From Kimmy Schmidt. Good choice. Um, And maybe his would be kind of like a cabaret show, too, because he would be do, like, monologues or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I would give him free reign. And I figured, like, he's very talented... And charismatic, but he's also, like, desperate for a gig. hmm And so I thought he'd be a perfect opener. Wow, he is perfect. I'm actually sad I didn't even think about him. <laughs> wow, thank you. That's my highest praise in our top threes. <laughs> I mean, not to diss on you, but that would be one where I'd be like, oh, I'm going for the opener, and I guess I'll stay for the... <laughs> I know. Well, seriously, I was like, wow. Well, the other person I thought of was, like, Hannah Montana, but oh. she's, like, way more famous than I would be, yeah, I'm assuming. Because I'm kind of thinking, like, I'm still kind of, like, trying to make it big. Yeah. So, yeah, Titus. Me and Titus. And then I would, like, bring him back for duets and stuff, and mm-hmm. everyone would be so excited to see him. Yes. Win-win. Wow, I love it. And Thank he'd you. be fun to tour with. Yeah, he would be great. Um, Mine, I stuck with the kind of, like, random thing that what doesn't really match singing. So, okay, fun. Um, And I are sh- you a musician? I'm a musician. Okay, cool. Sure, whatever. Love it. Love it. Um, So I chose the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. <gasps> Whoa, that would be fun. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good way to like get the crowd involved and 
They'd be so fun you, to tour with, too. Your stage is like a wrestling ring. Yeah. They, like, wow. bring it out. This idea never even crossed my mind. We really. were in different ideas, idea worlds. And yes. they were both good. Yes. Okay, who would you have be your manager? Okay, this is one of those times where I'm I'm a little... There's, like, a risk that you might have picked the same person. Okay. Um, And it's not even that far from the character. I said Jerry on Succession. She's my bonus. Okay, so perfect. L- we were on that you. same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Um, She's just, like, manager extraordinaire. Because we were talking about, like, in, the, in Mrs. Maisel, the manager role means, like, they they do run your PR. They run like kind of they negotiate your contract. They kind of clean up messes and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. like keep you in line. And Jerry does that a lot for the Roy's on Succession. And like she is good at her job, and she's very she's also very supportive, mm-hmm. like of um, Roman wanting to get a leg up and all this stuff. Like so, I feel like she would like, genuinely have my back, and also I wouldn't be, like, committing crimes that she'd need to cover up. So, like, she would really be able to do well at her job because, like, she wouldn't need to constantly cover up, like, my, like, perjuries and stuff. Yes. You're still a good person. Yeah. So, we I think we would have fun. Yeah. Me and Jerry and Titus. Yeah. That's the dream team. I would love to see you guys eat dinner together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would be invited. You could come. (laughs) I'll be your groupie. Perfect. Okay, so for my tour manager, I decided to go with Renata from Big Little Lies. Oh, um, that is a really, really good one. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, uh, she's, she's just big time, you know? Mm-hmm. She, she can, she can scare people. She can keep yes. people in line. Very she confrontational. Can, clearly not, a, not, ha, doesn't have a problem with hiding Trying to cover things up if if need be. Mm-hmm. She's Again, very image first. Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing legal things either. But you never know what happens to people when they get fame. Yeah, that's true. So it's gonna go right to your head. Be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a really good one. I didn't even consider the Big Little Lies opportunities. But well, thank you. She's perfect. Okay, so for my PR boyfriend. Um, I, I was trying to think of, like, fictional musicians that I could date that would kind of, like, give me credibility in the industry, mm-hmm. but I couldn't think of any ones that were actually, yeah, like, dateable. Yeah, I was having a hard time, too. It was hard. So, I went with, instead, trying to be dating an actor. Okay. And I picked Joey Tribbiani. He came up in my head, too. Yeah. <laughs> From Friends. Um, because, like, also, depending on where in the show timeline, like, he... Is a successful soap actor. Yeah. But he also does, like, stage, like, theater and stuff, mm-hmm. too. And so I feel like we would both be kind of helping each other, like, get our each other's names out there. Mm-hmm. He's attractive. And I think he would be, like, fun and nice when we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he, like, wouldn't be all up in my grill when we're, like, not on the job, like, being seen, being seen in public and stuff. Yes. And I, I was also thinking, and I it was hard for me to remember what his real like, public images in the show, because I was thinking that, like, if he is, like, kind of his goofy self, mm-hmm. then maybe we could have, like, a Joanna Newsom, Andy Samberg vibe mm-hmm. of, like, him, like, him kind of seeming, like, oh, he's into, like, these, like, unheard music groups, mm-hmm. and I could be seen, like, give me kind of, like, a fun vibe publicly, too. So, I just, I thought it was, like, a win-win. 
And I feel like he'd be totally down for a PR. Oh, move. 100%. And he, yeah, he, it would be, he wouldn't care about mm-hmm. any, like, ethically wrong things mm-hmm. if that came up. But I feel great about my life in this scenario. Yeah, I think you have a great life. I chose, because I also had a hard time thinking of celebrities slash actors um, in TV. Yeah, it was, and, like, it was I was tricky. trying to Google it, and, like, Google wasn't understanding what I was asking, so I was like, whatever. Yeah. So then I went to p- politicians. Okay, awesome. Um, And I decided to go with Dan from Veep. Wow. <laughs> that is so smart. I feel like he also would be totally down for... A PR stunt move, and he's he would have very no, hot. He would have no qualms about it. Yeah. He would be approaching me, realistically. Oh, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Plus, that's, like, your dream anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That actually reminds me that um, Veep was another one that didn't get any Golden Globe noms, right? Yeah. The Tony Hill, I can't I remember. I have the list right here. Let's just scan through it real quick. Um, best television series, musical comedy, Barry, Fleabag, Kaminsky, Method, Marvelous and Mrs. Maisel, and The Politician. Yeah, I don't think so. It's very weird. Um, supporting actors, yeah, no one from Veep got nominated. Kieran Culkin did. Yeah, he's the only one. That I'm, that you're excited about? No, for like, Succession, I think. Other than oh. Logan Roy, I guess, got nominated Yeah, it's too. weird. I mean, both of those people do deserve it, but like, so do plenty of other people. Yeah. It's just bizarre. Okay, well, that was really fun. And we didn't have any duplicates. Yeah, I'm impressed. That was good. Okay. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, season three. Back with my nemesis, Midge Maisel. <laughs> okay, can I just say, too, it's season three, and it's really, really hard for me to remember that her family's last name is not Maisel. That it's Joel's last name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who are the Weissmans? Who are you <laughs> talking about? But it's them. They're not all just named Maisel. Well, and I feel like they tried to um, explain that a little bit more in this um, this season because there was a lot more like, wait, are you a missus? Are you married? And she had to clarify that a lot. Yeah. Um, so, but yes, when I proposed that we watch this this week, Jordan was very not excited. But I was like, I was not. <laughs> we I've, have to watch it. We've watched the other ones, and and we were both curious. Where they were going to, if we were going to be happy about the direction they went after how season two ended. Exactly. Because we were pretty frustrated. I, especially, I mean, watching season three, I was just, I was reminded a lot how much I disliked the second season of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, if you're not caught up through season two, we're going to discuss plot points from season two. So just as a warning, I mean, yeah. it's been out. It was over a year ago, so if yeah. you haven't We're like, been keeping this is up, season then three, that's so. your fault. Yeah. yeah. So in order to discuss season three at all, we there is a lot that we'll have to spoil potentially from season two. Yeah. But we won't we won't spoil uh season three for you. Correct. But um yeah, I I did I liked season three significantly more than season two. I still think that the show is a little sloppy in how it's made, and I re- I still Midge still drives me crazy. But I liked that this season, there actually finally were consequences for Midge um, in, like, very satisfying ways to me that I felt um, were, like, true to the characters they were involving. And because that was my main beef with 
the show thus far is that it's like nothing ever goes wrong for her mm-hmm. and even when she does stuff that is like objectively bad and wrong like she doesn't she sees nothing happen to her in her life about like as a consequence correct and i would even go as far as to say that's kind of the same with mostly all the characters yeah like none of them ever really have to suffer any consequences for their actions and i think almost every character kind of had to this season yeah and so that was satisfying for me because even if i don't love all the characters i would like to see some realism here Mm -hmm. and not just that it's like you can just like because you're so charming that you just get away with anything you want. Yeah. And that is not a... F- I just don't enjoy watching a show like that. No, and I think it kind of um, pushes an agenda that I think a lot of people believe that because someone is cute, they can get away with things or, like, they have bet- like good things happen to them. Yes. And I hate that. Well, and those are some of the most annoying things to me. I, I don't think it was as blatant as in season two. Like, when we, I kept remembering about, like, remember when we talked about her, like, so upset she couldn't be in the bikini contest or whatever? Yes. I do think it's annoying how she's very conflicted. She has, like, they want to give her half the time a very modern feminist view mm-hmm. in a way that honestly feels, like, too modern that it's, like, a doesn't fit into the script. Yeah. And then other times... She is still like, well, I need to. They lose think I'm six hot, pounds so. and like, yeah, like, and oh well, yeah, that guy was gross, but at least he thinks I'm pretty or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, yeah, like, there wasn't pick any. And, you're picking and choosing a lot of things. Here. Yeah, in this season, they got rid of. They didn't have any of like the measuring their thighs, or yes. like um, kind of things like that. There was a lot, lot more real feminism, I would say. Also, like, real problems that she had to work through as far as, like, who she is as a person and, like, because she is becoming more famous, what kinds of things does she want to represent and, like, have in her resume? That sounds weird. But, like, what kind of people does she want to represent and, like, surround herself with? Yeah, like, be affiliated with and stuff. Yes. Yeah, I I felt like she had... Her, the problems that she was dealing with, I felt like they, since they didn't just immediately go away, like, for example, um, at the end of season two, Alex Borstein's character, Susie, who I still think is clearly the best character on the show. Yeah. And I liked that she had a lot of plot lines that weren't directly related to Midge. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of season two, she's approached by uh, Mrs. Maisel's, like, nemesis, Sophie Lennon, who's played by Jane Lynch like, a rival comedian who wants Susie to be her manager as well. And so, obviously, Midge is, like, really upset by this and stuff. And that was a conflict that I was like, yeah, I totally see why she's upset, but I also see why, like, she has to come to conclusions of, like, like, I also have to, I'm not the only person who matters here. Mm -hmm. And so I really liked kind of that, I liked that plot, and I also really liked all the... I liked seeing Susie in showbiz like that. I thought that was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I thought that Jane Lynch was really good in this season. She was doing a lot of, like, non-typical Jane Lynchy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought she pulled it off, and I thought she was really fun. Those plot lines were some of my favorites in the season, actually. Agreed. And I don't consider this a spoiler, because I'm pretty sure we talked about it on TV news, but 
Sterling K. Brown was in this series, this season, and for me, he made the season. Like I loved him in it. I thought he yes. was so good. He wasn't um, distracting at all, which I was a little bit worried about. No, he. I thought that they integrated him like really well into the plot. Mm-hmm. And he also was, like, doing not typical Sterling K. Brown things. Yeah. He was, like, a very defined character. Yeah. Which I think is kind of rare for when you get want to get, like, a big name to be a guest actor. Yeah. He was, only, he was on, like, three-ish episodes, maybe. And even with only being on, like, that many episodes, he still had a very good, like character development and i liked his interactions with all the other characters and like his relationship with Susie. um yeah they did a really great job with him i thought i thought so too i like he really left me wanting more of that character Mm -hmm. but um yeah i thought he was great they leaned into joel and midge a lot Mm -hmm. which i think is not a very interesting plot line agreed I started finding myself being more Team Joel this season than usual. Yeah, I was too. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. Yeah, and again, it was another, like, he got plot lines that didn't involve Midge. Her parents also did. Mm-hmm. And it made me really like all of those characters more. Yes. Um. Yeah, I really liked, have like, her parents having some new plot lines. I, we get to see more of her mom. Mm-hmm. And I thought she got some interesting plot lines. Like, with her, you learn about her family, where she comes mm-hmm. from, and, um... She's kind of, like, learning from Midge and Midge's view on feminism and, like, how that, how she associates with feminism herself, which is really interesting, I yeah. think, as well. I like that. And it was, like, to me, that rang true of older generations mm-hmm. of women, but then, like, she has her own specific frustrations of how she's treated as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I thought that had some nuance, and I thought that was really cool. I'm just kind of going through my notes. One thing that w- did frustrate me a lot that we talked about a little bit, Taylor and I, is, like, they have these confusing time jumps. Yes. That, like, is just one of the kind of, like, sloppy-feeling aspects of the show to me is that suddenly an episode starts, and you're in a completely different setting, And there's all this stuff going on that you have heard nothing about at all. Like, there's no context for it. But you're kind of, like, trying – I'm, like, trying to piece together what's going on. Yeah, and it takes away from, like, things – like, I probably miss things because I'm trying to figure out where they are and when it is. And it's also weird when you're trying to do that in a show where normally – I mean, in your typical – Amy Sherman Palladino script like it's all talking and so usually the characters are like explaining everything like that's the style of the show Mm -hmm. but in this it's like wait suddenly no one's explaining anything and they're just all like in a completely different place and it comes out in like bits and pieces throughout the episode usually towards the end of the episode yeah and so then by the end of the episode you're like oh this is two months later Mm -hmm. but like we had no idea so and it it happens there's one particular time when it happens where they literally are like well, two months ago, blah, 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 blah. But, like, there are even, like, in smaller time chunks, it'll just suddenly completely change. And I'm like, oh, so, like, what happened in between then and, then and now? Mm-hmm. So that is something that was, like, pretty jarring. Agreed. Oh, also, there's a fun Gilmore Girls guest star. Mm-hmm. Paris Geller. So keep an eye out for her. She did great. Yeah, she was really good. So good that I didn't even recognize her at first. Yeah. Um, but that was really fun to see her. 
Um, we also, there was a Utah mention. I feel like we always have to talk about whenever there's a Utah mention in any show. Yeah. Uh, there was one, and I thought it was really funny. It was very funny. Yeah, I, st- uh, overall, I still feel like the episodes are too long. They spend a lot of time trying to make things look pretty, and it's kind of a waste of time, in my opinion. And totally. I'm a person who likes things pretty, but I want, like, Substance. I want storyline and pretty, not just pretty yeah it's like to me that is like the coat of paint they paint over an unfinished house yes like they want it to be like distracting like oh the costumes and like these dance numbers featuring none of the main characters ever Mm -hmm. and like yeah i don't know i do i feel like if this show matched that quality then i think it would be an awesome show yeah but instead it's kind of and it's also like this is season three like you wowed us with that in season one. Yeah, like, you should be, this This is the kind of stuff that should be ironed out by now, I guess. Totally. Um, I felt like episode one was really long and hard to get through because of that reason. They had too many, like, pretty, just, like, fun scenes that had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I felt like Mrs. Maisel the movie. Yeah. It was weird. Um, And then... I think there was probably, like, one episode in, like, the middle of the season that I felt like that, too. Mostly, I just feel like they could have been, like, maximum 45-minute long episodes, and... It would be a better show if it were half an hour. Yeah. And I know we always, like, rave about a 30-minute show, Mm -hmm. but this is... If I could pick... We should do a top three sometime where we pick shows that, like, should be half hour or should be an hour. Yeah. Because this is one that, if it were 30 minutes, I would probably love it. Yeah. It would just be tighter and, yeah, just, like, not so much fluff. Agreed. Because the fluff, I think, is what brings the show down for me, for sure. But, yeah, I was surprised at um, how um, much I did not dislike season three. Yeah. But I still still don't think it is, especially when the the rest of this year, there's been so much amazing TV. Yeah. That I would still give this, like, a B minus. Mm-hmm. But it definitely... I For me, in a lot of factors, it redeemed itself from season two, because which I thought was horrible. Okay, good. I didn't hate it. I had a hard time getting into it, but once I was into it, I was fine. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of my feelings about it. And I liked where it ended up. I don't want to say... I. It's weird to, like, be rooting for bad stuff to happen to people, but, like... I think it's more interesting to see how characters react to bad things. It's about freaking time. Yeah. So. They did. They hooked me. I'll watch season four. Yeah, I'll, prob- I'll probably watch it, which I never thought. I told Taylor, I was like, if I don't like the season, I'm done. <laughs> She's a but drama yeah. queen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very reactive. <laughs> um, But yeah. So I would be interested because I feel like I don't think that we were... In the the majority mm-hmm. last time, I think we were frustrated, more frustrated with the show than other people were. Yeah. I think most agreed. people are just like, I still love it. Mm-hmm. So I would be interested to see if people are upset with how things ended. Yeah. Or something. But I think it I think it's it's a good practice for this show to actually give their characters problems, like Taylor was just saying. So yeah. So yeah, let us know how you feel about it. Intrigued. Yeah. I want you to say your crush of the week first. Um, Because I feel like there were, like, three good options in Maisel this week. It's true. Okay. I 
was very, it was a hard choice. I would, could choose Sterling, but I also just forgot how much I love Lenny Bruce. He's so hot. He has like a whole episode and it was probably my favorite episode, actually. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And it's funny because like it had so much midge in it that you think that I would have hated it, but Mm -hmm. no, they, I actually thought they were, it was like one of the first times I felt like steaminess on this show. Exactly. And, like, sexual tension. And also, like, I felt like she was smart for the first time in It a actually, it's, I was, it surprised me. And yeah. Because I, like, had a I note already. I probably wouldn't have done what she did. <laughs> no way. Um, But, yeah. And, like, I think that Midge is funniest when she's, like, riffing off with people like Lenny Bruce. Yeah, he makes her better. And, yeah. well, there's this interesting part. I don't think this is a spoiler. It's, like, where he, she says, like, I can't think of anything funny to say. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, it's, like, a relief, isn't it? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I like her better when she's just trying to be a real person and totally. not just be quippy the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the quips just drive me crazy Agreed. after a while. And especially because every character basically talks like they're in, in quips. Yes. And that's just how it goes on that show. And so... It was just, like, good. She, They're, like, she's acting like just a normal person. Like, she's not just on constantly. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see, actually, that more often. Like, more of a contrast between her real life and her performance. Mm-hmm. Her, you know? Yeah. Agreed. But, yeah, it was, that was great. So, I think that's a great choice. Thank you. Who's yours? Okay. I'm going to go with Zachary Levi because he does make an appearance in this season. Yes, he does. And I won't say anything else about it. It's like you're saying, like, Lenny Bruce episode was one of your, like, the probably your top of the season. Mm-hmm. I would, I think I agree with you. And then a very close second is the scenes we have with Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. Because they were just, they were just very satisfying. And I thought he was really good. Yes, yeah, he, he did even, a great job. I feel like he was even, like, I haven't seen him act like that mm-hmm. in a lot of his roles. As he was in this season. Um... And it was, I think he did a really good job and um, it made me miss his character a lot. Yeah, me too. Because he was like the shining light of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and he's just like, is there anyone cuter? He's just like this cutest guy. Mm-hmm. Like IRL and in the show. And he's maybe great. he'll be in season four. And maybe we'll see him in roles more like that later on. I hope so. I hope that he's not in it a lot, but I feel like he really, really stood out. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season three, done and done. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did it. It was hard to, hard to start it, <laughs> but we lived and it wasn't that horrible. <laughs> How's that for an endorsement? <laughs> but yeah, I know I'm intrigued if people, I would like to hear people's thoughts, please. Yeah, me too. So send them our way, please, and thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.